are listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tvcweb.com. Hey, one more time, I want to welcome you to Christmas Eve, especially if you came in a few minutes late. Also want to welcome those of you who are joining us online. Um, glad that you guys are here. You know, we've been talking about all month during the month of December that God is with us. Last week we talked about God being with us in a storm, and little did I know that we were going to actually endure a storm. But God really is with us. You know, tomorrow is going to be Christmas Day. And for the vast majority of us, we're going to gather around a Christmas tree with everybody that we love and most people that we like. Now, here's why I say most people. Because in every family, there's somebody that most people dislike. If they came with you to church, just keep looking straight at me. You don't have to look over and go, hey, I got bad news. It's you. But anyway, here's the point. That, that person, it might be something like they just have annoying personality traits, like they talk with food in their mouth, or it could be something deeper and darker and more sinister, like they are a diehard Lions fan. That could be something. <laughs> I, I just lost some people. Here we got people getting up and walking out here at the Aces campus. But anyway, all joking aside, you know, I know that with a church our size, someday we're going to have somebody from the Lions organization who's going to come to our church, and they're going to be deeply offended. So here's what I want to say, disclaimer, here at TVC, we love the Lions. We don't believe that winning is everything. So let's pray for the Lions right now. All right. But no, seriously, when it comes to Christmas, what makes it special is not just the tree, it's not just the presence, it's being with others. And that's really why we've been talking about the very first gift that God promised us on the very first Christmas Eve in the Bible is in Matthew chapter 1, verse 22 and 23. Here's what we read. It says that all this took place to fulfill what the Lord said through the prophet. Oh, glad that that wasn't real fire. That could have been a problem there. Uh, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord said through the prophet. A virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The, the very first Christmas gift that God promised was his presence. And Jesus fulfilled that promise in Matthew chapter 28. This is after he lived, he died, and he rose again. And I'm just going to read the bottom of verse 20. He says, and I am with you always to the very end of the age. Basically, what Jesus is saying is he came to fulfill the promise that God would be with us in COVID times, in good times and bad times, in sickness and in health. When everything is going your way and when nothing is working for you, God promised to be with us. You know, when I was thinking about that recently, I started to think, what does that actually look like when God's presence comes into a person's life and they experience that change? And that's where I got my friend Anthony here, who recently came to faith in Jesus, and I just asked him to share his story. So will you guys give it up for my friend Anthony? Hello. All right, well, my name's Anthony. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you all. Uh, 
So about eight months ago, I walked into um, TVC by accident. I was uh, meeting my sister at her church on Sunday morning. I had gone to the wrong church. Um, <laughs> it took 15 minutes of texting and walking around to realize it, but I finally figured it out. And that morning, I was so close to jumping back in my car and saying, well, you know, I tried this whole church thing and it just didn't work out. But I decided to give it a shot. I turned around and walked back through those front doors. That morning with bloodshot eyes and alcohol still running in my veins, I decided, you know, I'm going to give her a go. I was feeling uncomfortable, stressed, paranoid, not a place. Once I entered TVC, I was greeted right away with handshakes, hugs, open arms. I sat in the back row by myself, unsure of what to think. I was always... I was always raised a believer of God, but never practiced it or studied it. Um, before service started, I was already thinking how long it was going to last, how many boring songs I would have to sing, and whether or not this church thing would even help me. Service started. The band was amazing. Uh, songs were very powerful and so loud. <laughs> uh, we all sat down, and a young tattooed pastor began to speak. And it was as if he was speaking directly to me. The message that day was so powerful, I never once looked at the time. I wasn't ready to leave the church that God had planned on me going to by accident. Service had ended, and I waited for everybody to walk out. I didn't want to be seen. I had tears coming down my eyes. So I make my way to the exit, my head down, trying to be low-key. And all was going planned, and nobody seemed to have noticed me except that young tattooed pastor. And he saw me, and not only did he see me, he also stopped me. He said, can I talk to you for a minute? Instantly, I'm thinking I'm in trouble for smelling like bad decisions or something. I wasn't sure what I did. I said, yeah. He said, uh, I can see the hurt in your eyes from up there. He pointed to the stage, and... I said, I stick out like that, huh? And he said, I look for guys like you. We exchanged numbers, and he prayed for me. Prior to that Sunday morning, my life was no roller coaster. It was more like a corkscrew going straight down. I didn't care what happened to me. I enjoyed flirting with death, making bad decisions, and drinking. Alcohol was my everything from the time the sun rose to the time it set. And I always had it in me. It was a problem. I couldn't stop. It was ruining everything around me, including my job, relationships, my freedom, myself. I tried AA, counseling, therapy. Nothing was working. I was at a dead end. And I needed a miracle. I needed God. I just didn't know it. TVC saved me. God saved me. My life now I could have never imagined. My thinking, my behavior... It's all completely changed. My relationships, my value, my happiness. My Lord, you are my everything. I sit here today, five months alcohol free. <laughs> feel comp accomplished and thankful. And I just want to say thank you to everybody here at TVC and this family that we have. And this, you know, you guys all coming here and us getting together every Sunday. I look forward to it every Sunday morning, and it just it means the world to me. Merry Christmas and thank you.
Hey, can we give it up for uh, Anthony? Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, brother. You know, one of the things I love about our church is that we're a church for people like Anthony, people like me, who don't have it all together. There are a lot of churches for the church, but there's not a lot of churches for people who are trying to still get it together. I I would imagine some of you watching me online, some of you here in the room, some of you in Delton and Middleville, and you're not sure about this whole faith, God, Jesus thing. But what you know is what Anthony knew is that you know something needs to change. You know, when I think about what Anthony shared about when he experienced God's presence, I, I noticed a few changes happened for him. The first change that he experienced is something that we all experience when we learn to follow Jesus and allow his work of grace to work in our lives. And that first change is freedom. Freedom. Now, here's the truth about freedom is that freedom takes time. It's a process. You know, I was talking to Anthony this week, and he was telling me about how he has started to experience freedom from alcohol, but yet at the same time, he still has those moments, those temptations keeps calling. But the difference is when he feels the call of that, he also has a family around him. And, and the second change that I've noticed that happens when you and I experience God's presence, not only do we get a father in heaven, we get a family here on earth called the church, the Second change that I noticed that Anthony experienced is community, a family. That's what church is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be a spiritual museum where everybody shows up and they show how spiritual they are. It's supposed to be a a hospital for people who are healing and getting better and changing and growing, and it's together we grow. But the last thing that I've noticed that happened in Anthony's life, that's happened in every person that I know who has experienced Jesus, is they've experienced hope. Hope. You know, our world is a little bit low on hope these days. When you look at what's going on around in our society, it's so easy to feel hopeless. It's so easy right now. I imagine somebody sitting at home by yourself with the lights out, Maybe you're watching me on your iPhone, and you're just kind of feeling hopeless. The storm that's going on on the outside is only symbolic of what's happening to you on the inside. But God wants to give us hope. You know, in the first Christmas story, if I could take you back there in a moment, people have been waiting for this Messiah. For over 700 years, they've been waiting for for somebody to come to bring hope, to bring freedom, to bring change. And it seems like hope is a long way coming. So the upper class, the the smart, the religious leaders, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they're waiting on the Messiah. But they don't hear the news. The middle class, the farmers and, and the artists, they're waiting on the Messiah, but they don't hear the news. But you know who does hear the news? The shepherds who are in a field nearby. The reason they are in a fear nearby is because they were not considered worthy to be in the city because they were dirty and they were smelly. But here's what happens for them. In Luke chapter 10, it says this, the angel of the Lord appeared to them and says, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Good news that will bring great joy for all people. 
today in the town of Bethlehem, a Savior has been born. Good news. Now, you got to understand that shepherds during that day were not highly respected. There was a guy by the name of Aristotle, and some of you will remember, and you studied him in school, and he was a really great philosopher. He said about shepherds that they are lazy and idle, the most despised of all. But yet, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the upper class, the middle class, did not hear about the Messiah, but they got a personal invitation to Jesus' baby shower. I want you to imagine being a shepherd and you're out there in the field and you're just, every day you're just surrounded by sheep and sheep and sheep and sheep. And then one day, all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord appears to you. He says, I got good news. This is going to cause great joy for all people today in the town of Bethlehem. Bethlehem in the original language means the house of bread. Beth means house, Laham bread, house of bread. The bread of life has been born. Jesus, who's going to bring life to the world. So they're about two miles outside of the city, so they start on their way to Bethlehem. Now, i got to imagine, if these guys are, are, are shepherds and they've never been invited to some big party, they're getting excited. They put on their best belt buckle, and they're ready to go see the Messiah. The interesting thing is they're not going to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're going to a rural back road in Barry County. And yet when they show up, Jesus is born in a barn, and yet even though it is shocking, it's also how God chose to show up. See, I think God showed up, he was born in a barn to show us that, number one, that the message that brings good news for all people, not only is it for the upper class, it's also for the outcasts. The outcasts. The people who get voted least likely to succeed. The, the one who gets picked last, the message of good news for all people is for the outcasts. But it's also for the despised. The despised. There's an ancient Jewish writing that says, if a shepherd falls into a pit, don't even consider yourself needed to pick them up. Don't even consider yourself like moved to pick them up because they're just a shepherd. They're despised. The despised. Jesus' message came for the despised. But it also came for the forgotten. The forgotten. You know, on Christmas Day, tomorrow, I'm going to spend it with my four kids and my wife. And and we're going to exchange some gifts, and it's going to be a special moment. And my kids are going to be excited about all the stuff. Dad, what would you get me? I'm I'm like, I got you, you know, what I said I was going to get you. So be happy with it. Anyway. But here's what's true. I've often thought that Christmas Day is hardest for those who feel forgotten. And for some of us, we feel forgotten right now. Maybe we feel forgotten by our family members. Maybe we feel forgotten because there's some brokenness in our relationships. And we feel forgotten because there's unforgiveness. And that unforgiveness has created a wedge and has caused us to feel forgotten. But the good news that brings great joy for all people, is for the forgotten. I want to read you this quote from a guy by the name of John Ortberg in a book that he wrote called, Who Is This Man? Talking about Jesus. He says this, The child in Bethlehem would grow up to be a friend of sinners and not a friend of Rome. 
He would spend his life with ordinary and the unimpressive. He would pay deep attention to lepers, cripples, to the blind, the beggar, to prostitutes and fishermen, to women and to children. He would announce the availability of a kingdom different from Herod's, where a kingdom where blessing of full value and worth with God was now conferred on the poor in spirit, the meek, and the persecuted. The good news that brings great joy for all people comes from the upper class, the middle class, the lower class, the forgotten, whoever is willing to receive it. So as I bring this to a close, I'm not sure where you're at on this Christmas Eve. Maybe you're in a good place and you feel great and you feel like God is with you, or maybe you feel forgotten, alone, and outcast. But I want you to know that the good news that brings great joy is for you. That God wants to bring freedom in time. He wants to bring community through his family called the church. And then he wants to bring hope through his Savior. Thank you for listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. If you found this message encouraging, we invite you to share it. For more information, visit tbcweb.com.